So, how did Ariana Grayson, special agent in the FBI, become a monster? I was on a case. One of those career-making cases, tracking the most active serial killer in the United States. I want to tell you first about the letter. For to understand what I became, you have to understand who he is. Alistair the Annihilator, the serial killer who is much more than that. First. I'll tell you what I am not. I am not a vampire that glitters in the sun. I don't fall in love with human beings. Nor have I any ties to my mortal coil. I left that long ago. The year was 1888. I was working for George Lusk and the Whitechapel Vigilance Committee in London. Our goal was to capture the fiend who was known most as Jack the Ripper. You dare follow me. I am the one you call the Ripper. And now you've seen me for what I am. It is time for you to make a choice. What? What choice? Life or death. Life? Life? I gingerly exited the corner and walked toward the mirror in the hallway. Careful to step over the corpse of Molly Chambers. What I viewed in the mirror was hideous. It was no longer Jack that possessed the shark-like teeth, but me. I had the knives on my fingertips. I became what I was hunting. I was the monster. I was the Ripper. There was more, much more in the letter. But for now, I think I should take you back to the beginning of our hunt for the serial killer known as Alistair the Annihilator. I believe you both know Agent Ariana Grayson. After her exemplary work on the Stabber case, I've extended an offer for her to join our team, which she's accepted. I was quite fine with the mocking golf clap. If it was their way of rookie hazing, good for them. As long as I was there, working this case, I didn't care. Grayson is here to show us how to do our jobs, Larissa. Finally! Your mentoring has been crap so far. Why, you... Okay, okay, settle down. Okay, so moving on. This case, 306HQ234568. We're gonna call the Annihilator case, since we've allegedly received a letter from our perp. What? Yeah, last night. What does it say? Here you go. Naso handed a one-page copy to each of us, and I quickly scanned through the handwritten letter. Dear boss, if you're wondering, yes, the murders of Alston Morris and Maria Toccanado are related. I did them, among others. To prove to you I am who I claim to be, here is a piece of Toccanado's lower intestine. Test it with your DNA techniques. I assure you, it belongs to her. Those fibers, has it been determined what age they are? It seems they're some form of tweed, like from a suit. However, the thread count and makeup is a bit unusual. It's not the typical tweed suit you can pick up at the men's warehouse. You know, I have some Facebook friends who make suits back in Scotland. 
I wonder if they could help me place it. Great, work that. What do you want with an old man, me pretty? I'm investigating a murder. His eyes grew wide. A flicker of knowledge seemed to pass quickly. I don't know nothing about nothing. He tried to close the heavy wooden door. I stuck my foot in between it and its jam, feeling an instant shot of pain when it slammed on it. Ow! My foot! What are you doing? Get your fool foot out of me, crevice! Please, I've come a long way to see you. Help me catch him, Mr. McCrailed. Stop his reign of terror and you won't have to fear him anymore. How old do I look to you? I'd say late 70s. I'm 150 years old. I've seen my children die. I don't know see my grandchildren or great-grandbabies because they think I'm not natural. And me, am I? That's impossible. No one lives to be 150. He was once a very close friend of mine. A long time ago. <laughs> he simply loved him very tweed. Oh, come to me in my shop all the time for a new suit. For a time, I looked forward to his visits. He was always the kindest of gents. Paid me more than the suits were worth. As the years continued, I noticed that while I grew older, he never changed. He kept that same youthful look about him. I asked him what his secret was, but he just smiled. I had taken ill, deathly ill, and it looked like my water horse was coming for me. And out of the blue, he shows up. Here, my friend, drink this. He had this elixir, this oh, terrible tasting concoction was so salty I nearly gagged it out. I took the medicine. In a few hours, I felt the best I had in my life. Externally, I was the geezer I'd been, but internally, I felt like I had been in my twenties. This sickness was gone, and it went on, year after year. Usually around Christmas time, he would return with a new vial of that oh, monstrous remedy. All he ever asked was to provide me talents as a tailor with a special tweed. When was the last time you saw him? Christmas past. Give me his name, Mr. McCrailed. I cannot do that, mistress. Haven't you not been listening? One Christmas I refused to take his elixir. I'd lived enough. More living than most folks in the world get. I told him I don't want his concoction no more. That's when he showed me, my dear. Showed you what? His true face. That of the devil himself. You're telling me that this man is the devil. Aye. That he is. And it's my pact with him that will send me to Dante's levels. So you see, child, I need want to anger him. See that face again. Nay, do I want to meet St. Peter for that judgment? I cannot tell you his Can name. Can you give me anything, anything that could help me? Go for a pretty one, you are a bit thick. You cannot stop the devil. Give me as... something, damn it. People are dying. Fine. If it'll get you off my doorstep and about your business. His most recent order was sent to his address in the Americas. If you hurry back, you just may be able to beat it there. We moved down the sidewalk briskly, trying not to be in view of the post office's glass door. We slinked our way across the street and were near the doors when the man emerged, package underneath his armpit. Alvin Morrissey! Which one of you was it? Morrissey! Put your hands where I can see them! Certainly not you. He sneered at Carl, then turned his gaze to me, smiling. His eyes met mine, 
and I felt a cold chill tear down my spine. What the? Where is he? I lost him! I've got him! Grayson, wait! I saw a shadow heading down the side street and tore after him. I was running as fast as I could, pumping my legs like a turbine. Throughout high school and college, I was a member of the track team. There hadn't been a perp alive who could outrun me. I stopped at the side street, took a quick glance. Dark, no lights from the street lamps, and it was a new moon. Pitch black. I used my iPhone flashlight to illuminate the pathway directly in front of me, and glanced down to see the darkest blood I had ever seen. It didn't look human. Still, I had a feeling it was from our suspect. I eased my way into the alleyway. Give up, Morrissey! There's no way out of here now! What is your name? The voice came directly from behind me. I spun, shone my light. But there was nothing. It's over! Show yourself and we- ah! Grayson! Grayson! Ariana! Detective Grayson, where are you? <sighs> over here. Grayson! He's here and I've lost my sidearm. Are you nuts? Never run off like that! Can we do this a little later? Yeah. Ambrose focused his flashlight down the side street to the dead end. Something reflected back from the light. It was my gun, which I quickly retrieved. He continued down the street, following the blood to the back wall. There's no way he could have scaled that. Yeah. Ambrose continuing to flash the light around the area. There was nothing in the street. He was gone. A few days later, another murder. Tracy Carroll, a goth club hopper from Oak Park, was found. With her, a note. Dear boss, the lovely redhead is definitely a fine addition to your team. I now know that she went all the way to Scotland to visit my mate Dougal. Have to visit him soon. Meantime, I have a message for the pretty Ariana. Dearest Ginger, if you can crack this, you may meet me in person. Meet me at Judge Dottie's Thousand. Love, Alistair the Annihilator. Another murder, Virginia Eccleston, had already taken place. With her, yet another note written in the victim's blood. From hell. Ginger, how you disappointed me. I knew Ambrose and Cantello were worthless, but I saw you as a potential. You might have stopped the madness had you come and found me. I guess I'll need to kill again to get your attention. Can you prevent me from feeding again? Ariana, meet me at the Dark Pyramid, near the River of the Monks. If you get here in time, you might be able to save this one and gain a new friend. Yours for eternity. Alistair the Annihilator. Agent Grayson, yes, we've cross-referenced the word pyramid and dark with all known businesses in the area. I'm afraid to say we've come up empty. It's got to be something. He wouldn't have planted this breadcrumb without wanting us to find it. Indeed, Agent Ambrose. Your reputation precedes you, sir. Our office and staff is completely at your disposal. The minutes turned into hours which wrapped into days.
we could find nothing referencing a pyramid in Des Moines, Iowa. The call came in three days after we had arrived. Blood found near the top floor of the 801 Grand Building in downtown Des Moines. It was truly a bloodbath in every sense of the word. From the tile to the roof, dark brownish red liquid was splattered throughout the floor. It was as if somebody had taken a blood-drenched paint roller and went from top to bottom. My God, one body doesn't hold this much blood. A large concentration of the blood seemed to coagulate near the maintenance entrance to the roof. I pointed out the door to Ambrose and Cantello, who responded with a nod and went for their sidearms. Should we wait for Rickson? Nah, we need to move now. Besides, she hasn't been returning my calls. So much for the full resources of her office. Ambrose broke through the door and went into the light, where the early rays of the sun were painting the sky in an orange hue. Oh, no. Come on, Lord. No. No! On the roof was a pyramid-like figure, which from oxidation had turned brown from the copper sheet's deterioration. Tied to the pyramid was the body of a white woman, nude. She had been gutted from her neck to her privates, and her insides were spilled out and dangling. Her arms were tied over her head to a weather vane at the top of the pyramid. It took me a second to realize the victim was SAC Agent Candace Rickson. I heard Cantello scream oh behind God, me, no. and this time turned to console her. Ambrose paced around the roof, looking disturbed. Then, he suddenly stopped, staring at one of the sides of the pyramid. At its base, where some of Rickson's entrails had dripped, there was a blood-drenched note. Ambrose moved cautiously toward it and retrieved it from the muck. He glanced toward me, darkly, accusingly. What? What does it say? It's not like the others, only eight words. What the hell does it say, Carl? It says, Ariana, say yes, or die like the rest. Gio put me on administrative leave with an armed detail to accompany me to my home which was a small, quaint house in DuPont Circle. I refused at first, wanting to stay on the case, but he insisted. There was no convincing him otherwise. I was the next target. With my escort of two beefy FBI agents, we headed to my flat. They checked every nook and cranny of the house before letting me enter, and then stationed themselves outside my bedroom door. I was shaken for sure. I was responsible for Rickson's death. Maybe not directly, but I knew that it was Alistair's calling card for me. He was letting me know that he was coming, and it would be just a matter of time before I would face him. Another cold breeze hit me, raising my pores along my skin. I looked back into the mirror, but this time I was perplexed. A piece of paper sat next to my favorite reading chair. I turned. Moving toward it, I picked it up in one fell swoop, opening to an extremely elegant penmanship. I read his letter. He wasn't Alistair the Annihilator anymore, but Alistair the Vampire. A potential 
the words he wrote in one of his letters, calling me a potential. That burned in my mind now. So, it's time. As you're reading this, I am perched outside your window right now. Don't look. You won't see me, because I'm too fast. Don't bother turning on more lights either. It won't help you. If I wanted you dead, you'd already be so. Honestly, I've grown so hungry. I can go either way with you. So just know, the game we've been playing these long months is over. I'm behind you now. Don't look. Don't turn around. Not yet. Here it is. The question I must ask you before we decide which road to take. Do you want to live or die? Just remember, if you choose life, you did this to yourself. I accept no blame for what you become. You chose this existence. What I saw that night, I will never forget. I witnessed Alistair the Vampire in the throes of his blood rage. His skin had turned a dark grey, and any semblance of the handsome gentleman outside the post office had dissipated into this hideous beast. His eyes were dark black coals with no pupil, just all blackness all the way up to the eyelids. His teeth were jagged, like a shark's teeth. A spit of drool dropped from one. His claws were dagger-like, a demonic Edward Scissorhands ready to carve me up for dinner. The rest of his body was covered in a sheet that resembled a priest's robe. His pointed ears were bat-like. Do you comprehend what I've offered you? I could scream and there will be- To more whose deaths you will be responsible for. It's all true then. You are this, this vampire. Life or death. Think carefully, my love. Choose death and you will end up like those poor souls you have been finding along my path. I will dive into your midsection and pull out the most blood-drenched, tastiest morsels. Suck them dry and bathe in your blood until I have reached my fill. Then I'll kill your two friends, just for dessert. Choose life, and you become as I am. Strong, fast, beautiful, except with the rage hits you. You'll be young forever. I don't want to be like you. Some sick, vicious animal. So be it. I felt the intense pain of his teeth strike my neck and the sensation of being drained of my life. I didn't struggle, there wasn't a point. I woke screaming, and in an unbelievable amount of pain. My body was soaked in blood, my own, I imagined. As I opened my eyes and struggled to focus, 
I could hear a shot ring out as my two protectors charged into the room. I heard them cry out, and then silence. You must feed, quickly, before the last breath escapes them. I felt my features suddenly change. It was subtle at first, then a violent, rapid shift in bone, skin, and hair. I was no longer a human being, but some sort of scavenger, feasting on the prey of another's kill. I drank until I could no longer feel any wetness in the carcass. The last spark is gone. Hopefully you've gotten your fill in time. I don't understand why you did this to me. Did what? Changed me. I told you no. You said I had a choice. As my eyes gazed toward him, he was no longer the gray monster with elongated ears and a shark's jaws. The gentleman had returned. You did? And I was going to respect that. I fed, but then I realized I simply couldn't let you die. You've destroyed everything. Would you rather be dead? Yes, I even asked for it, you prick. Ah, my dear. I'll leave you now to collect your thoughts and learn your place. Then when you're ready, and not as angry, I'll return to show you how to live as what you are now. Just remember, my beloved, you are now one of us. You must feed. Don't wait too long, or you'll lose all control of it. That's when unfortunate things happen. Just leave. Very well. For a time, I became the Dexter Morgan of vampires, punishing those who, despite overwhelming evidence, had escaped justice or had eluded authorities to avoid prosecution and fell between my crosshairs. It went well for a time, but both Ambrose and Cantello were brilliant detectives. It wasn't long until it dawned on how we were going through a rough patch, finding and prosecuting suspected serial killers. We hadn't made an arrest in six months, and Gio was getting heat from up above. They believed we weren't solving the cases and allowing the maniacs to run free. I knew the truth. They were all dead and wouldn't be troubling anyone else. A new case arose in Tampa, Florida. Someone was murdering strippers from the establishments on Dale Mayberry Highway. We believed it to be a John, who had been soliciting them for after parties. We called him the after-party killer. I spotted Sorberg sitting away from the stage in a dark corner sipping a drink. Cantello had been over a few times to check on him, but he kept his eyes fixated on me. Once my set was over, I put on a sling that served as my walk-around clothing. I saw some of my regulars, avoiding them to make a move towards Sorberg. He was no longer focusing on the stage, but his eyes were searching around the club. I slipped behind him and then pulled my body against his. Hey there, sexy. How about a dance? You are very talented. I believe I would love a dance with you, but not here. Cantello and I were the only ones left standing outside. He's waiting for me to be alone. Yeah, I agree. I don't like it though, Ariana. Where's your weapon? I didn't have a weapon on me. Faratu need no weapons. <laughs> Are you ready, my sweet? I didn't think you were going to show up. 
Agent Grayson has entered the suspect's vehicle. What was that? Cantello, what's your 20? Stuck in traffic. He went in the opposite direction. Okay, fine. We'll have to pick her up, I suppose. Sphinx, get us moving. Uh, sir? Yeah? Tracker hasn't moved. We're not getting anything. What? Damn it! Comms here! All units! I need eyes on a dark Ford Explorer with German diplomatic plates. Coordinate with local law. We need to find this car immediately. I need air support. Bring in the damn Marines! I need everybody on this! We lost Agent Grayson! Repeat! We lost Agent Grayson! Hold up. There was some discussion about payment, and I need a clear indication of what we're doing here. Yes, yes. Your payment is coming. Have it in the bag. As for what we're doing, I have this affliction, you see. I like buying beautiful women like you and, well, you know. Uh-huh. But the thing is, I like to do it as a life leaves their eyes. It's the ultimate rush. <laughs> I felt a slight pressure in my abdomen, looked down, and saw a large serrated knife sticking into my ribcage, just under my right breast. Well, that wasn't very nice. What? How are you talking? That went straight through your heart. How? I don't think you're getting the point. And frankly, I'm tired of getting yours. What? What the hell are you? I am your judge, jury, and executioner. It's Judgment Day. Jesus! Jesus Christ! Jesus is away right now. Can I take a message? The speed in which I took him and gutted him would have impressed even Alistair. I had become a professional at extinguishing life. I only prayed this killer would go to a very different place than I went when I died. He went quickly. Too quickly for me to fully nourish the lust. Ariana! Ariana! Agent Grayson! Are you here? No, not him, please God, not him! My eyesight drew a red hue, and as if I was looking through a heat signature detector, I could see him through the darkness. Before I knew what I was doing, I was on him. He was screaming, and I killed one of my most dear friends. I had returned to normal as I gazed down at Carl Ambrose's shredded body. I wept, harder than I had when I first learned of what Alistair had done to me. I was in hell. This is what I was to be from now on. I tried to live by Dexter's code. Not allow the monster inside me to hurt an innocent. Dexter had his demons, but... He was no vampire. Ambrose came upon us at the exact wrong time. It was nature, as if he dove into the water during a shark feeding frenzy. No one would blame the shark for doing what was their nature. This was my nature now. But it was Carl Ambrose, legend, the greatest of us all. I think you'll need to be leaving soon. Who's that? They're coming. She'll be here any moment. We need to go. Who are you? Oh, Poppy. 
Please don't tell me Alistair didn't mention me. You're him. The Ripper. <laughs> Truth be told, I always hated the name. Damn reporters trying to hype up the hysteria. Fake news. We need to move, child. Why should I go anywhere with you? Because if you don't, you're all gonna end up in jail for murdering your fellow agent. And love, our kind doesn't do well behind bars. Careful, puppet. Don't be getting any Ambrose on the upholstery. Where are you taking me? Agent. Memphis, to be exact. Because you've been summoned. By whom? By Queen Taninagua, of course. Who? My God, did Alastair tell you anything at all? I haven't seen that bastard since the day he turned me. Well, broke one of the cardinal rules we have. You're not supposed to turn anyone who refuses the gift. You have to truly want life over becoming a burrito. I chose the burrito. Indeed you did. Guards, seize the infidel! Out of nowhere, two of the Egyptian guards grabbed me. Now, your highness, are we even on the Draga thing? May I go about my business? Yes, Jackie Hotep, you may. Uh, Jack! I'm sorry, Poppy. It was you or me, and, uh... Well, I'm sort of fond of me. I hope you understand. If not, it won't matter soon. <laughs> this was a vampire prison. As I scanned for a way out, I saw it. A dark figure sitting quietly in the corner. Hello? Hello, my dear. I'd say I'm pleased to see you, but given the circumstances... Alistair? After our, uh, disturbing conversation, I followed Grosvenor to his inn and watched him as he prepared his kit. Sure enough, he had a small arsenal with him. He was indeed a vampire hunter, and not a charlatan either. Most hunters piss their trousers at the sight of one of us in blood rage. This guy, though, there was no fear in him, just confidence. Cantello, you have someone here to see you about the Grayson case. Oh? How can I help you, sir? Oh, it is I who can help you, Agent Cantello. My name is Grosvenor. Thomas Grosvenor. And I know what happened to Agent Ambrose and Agent Grayson. I am Alistair Conacher, sired by Jack the Ripper. We know who you are, Conacher. Draven. Still going for the blade look, I see. I think you know why we're here. We? A gust of wind. And a thin oriental female appeared behind me. Hello, Alistair. Zoo, my dear. So good to see you again. God damn. It's gonna be great to see your head on a pike, you pompous prick. Okay, then. Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's one tough motherfucker. Just tell me. What did you do with Dougal? I think you know. I'm still picking the old bastard out of my teeth. Ariana Grayson. Is it true you refused the gift of joining the Feratu? Yes. Now that you've been among us, 
Do you still see us as monsters? Yes, but we can be good. We can make a difference in the world. <laughs> a difference in the world? <laughs> oh, Mr. Garnicker, I see why you love this one. I don't- Be silent, you fool. Ariana, shall I kill him for what he did to you? No. An unexpected answer. Well, Alistair, it appears you owe your sireling your life. Thank you, Ariana. Fuck you, Alistair. Alistair Conacher, for breaking the rules of refusal. And Ariana Grayson, for refusing the gift of the Fratu. I sentence you to 100 years of servitude to each other. What? I'm sorry, I don't understand. Simply put, for the next 100 years, you are to do everything together. I changed my mind. Kill him. <laughs> I'm afraid it's too late for that. If you leave one another, if one of you is destroyed, you both will serve the harshest of punishments a vampire can endure. So what you're telling me, Mr. Grosvenor, is that Ariana Grayson killed both Sorberg and Agent Ambrose? My family comes from a long line of vampire hunters. We've known of their existence for several hundreds of years. We know they are seemingly unstoppable at the height of their blood rage. Th this can't be true. S special effects, Photoshop. It's very real, Agent Cantello. I'm sorry to tell you this. Look, if you have nothing tangible to give me... <laughs> Without me, you will never find Ariana Grayson. And why is that? I know where Jack took her. And what it will be next. <laughs> No, not yet. He's killing her. She's already gone. You can't take him until he's changed back. There, now he's vulnerable. But be careful, he's still got superhuman speed and strength. Bullets will not kill him or even slow him down. Then how do we stop him? With this. Is that a friggin' harpoon? It's a stake. I thought stakes were small and wooden, you know, for the heart. Yeah? No. That'll just piss them off. Now, be silent. I think I can hit him from here. We just got to wait for him to... There. <laughs> Motherfucker! Bullseye! Indeed. Follow me. Morris Draven. Grosvenor. I should have known it would be you who dared try to flood me. Not tried. Succeeded. Oh, I like this bitch. Very spunky. Lose the stuffy motherfucker, and you and I can go have some fun. I don't think so, Wesley. Lesbian? I got friends. Enough. We need to know where Alastair Conacher and Ariana Grayson are. The Queen's Fortress didn't appear where we expected. Conacher? Oh, you're about three months too late for that poor fuck. Let's see, with current wind velocity, weather patterns... Yeah. Yeah, you're probably breathing the motherfucker right now. 
And Grayson? Last I heard, Saucy Jack got her. God damn. Can you unvlaud me now? This shit hurts. It's supposed to. It's not gonna take me too much longer to free myself. And then I'm- Yes, yes, threat, threat. Rip out our insides, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, Bloodsucker, that's a titanium hop. You won't be going anywhere anytime soon. Fine. What else do you want from me? The Queen's Fortress? Where is it going next? Fuck if I know. I'm no ancestor. Now get me off this thing. I promise I won't fuck y'all up when I'm free. I've already eaten. Let's just leave him here. The police should get here soon enough. No. Oh, we can't take him with us. No. We can't. Now hold on, Grosvenor. I see you got that murderous look. I invented that bitch. Let's talk this shit out. Jesus Christ! Easy, Agent Contello. Put that gun away. Y you... You just murdered him! No, I destroyed a monster. You saw exactly what he was. He would have killed the police the same way Grayson killed Ambrose. Or some other helpless soul. Who knows how many he's killed to feed his hunger. Okay, okay. I just wasn't ready for that. You best get ready, Larissa. This is the way it will need to be. Now, help me cut him into pieces and burn the body. Until that happens, he can still come back. You have got to be kidding. What is a Grofner? It's not a what, it's a who. They're a family of vampire hunters. A vast family. Every time we think we've snuffed them out, another one seems to pop out. Like Van Helsing. An obvious fiction, but yes, very similar. The very name strikes fear in most vampires. Really? A human? These aren't ordinary humans, Ariana. They date back as long as we do. They are the only humans to ever kill a vampire, and they've made a living from it. It's a calling. They've perfected tools, mechanisms that can neutralize our gifts. Is it just this one family? Yes, but there are many of them. Their family tree spans throughout most of Europe. Each family member, both male and female, indoctrinated from aged five. It is basically a religious order now. We have libraries on you as well, Lydia Grosvenor. On all of you. You're the head of the family now that Papa is gone, aren't you? You rarely hunt yourself. I have to admit it surprised me that they put someone so young at the head. But of course, you're already a mother. Obviously, you're misinformed. You know... This blade is specifically forged to cut vampire skin, even in the blood rage. My dear Lydia, I appreciate you think yourself as in a position of strength. But dearest, there's something you've yet to grasp. And that is? This was a trap for you. Took you so long. They were Groveners. Even caught by surprise, they aren't easy to put down. You may take me, demons, but we will never stop. Yes, yes, we know. You're like cockroaches. We never can fully kill you all. You know, perhaps there's another option. Alistair, what are you doing? Something we've never considered before. Now it's time to have some fun. 
I say we get the locals in a tizzy by recreating the Ripper crimes. Uh, no thanks. Oh, are we vegan now? Of course not. Ah, your steady diet of murderers. In any event, I'm sure I'll find you in some gang-infested area. Here's a brochure on the Ripper tools. I don't need it, I know the case. Yes, you would. Now, night is falling, and the Ripper is returning to Whitechapel tonight. It was in 1991. I'd been summoned to the fortress where my dear mum wanted to see me. Jackie Hotep, come. It's Jack, mum. Call me Jack. That is not the name you were given. Fine. What is it you want with me? I have a present for you. Her guards brought forth a young, lovely child. Maybe 18 years of age. I recognized her as Lydia Grovesner, subdued by my siling, Alistair, and his minions. You know this child? I do. I want her to reveal the compound for the Grosvenors. We've tried all manner of persuasion. Thus far, nothing has been revealed. I'm not sure I like where this is going. Yes, I believe you understand. I did, indeed. I took the girl to a private room in the fortress. Well, my dearest, did meeting the Queen live up to your expectations? I don't know you. Who are you? You can call me Jack. <gasps> you heard of me. You're supposed to be dead. Reports of my demise have been greatly exaggerated, love. So it seems. So what's next? I've been tortured, starved, fed upon. Are you to rape me now? As appealing as that might seem for you, no. I'm here to offer you a choice. One I'm surprised is being given to you. What choice? Death. Or become one of us. What? Let me let you in on a little secret, love. We're much, much older. In fact, Upelishi is not the first of us. He's the only one left of the original ancestors. What? The reason dear mum loves ancient Egypt so much is because she likes surrounding herself with things that remind her of, uh, well, home. And you? <laughs> I know what you're thinking. How does a white man come from a mother of Africa? Not really. My father is Roman. You see, Anthony and Cleo weren't the only ones fraternizing. In natural vampire births, the father's genes always take precedence. Why are you telling me all this? Because, love, you need to understand why you will never win. Your family has been a nuisance. But as you can see, there's no chance of you ever ending our line. You're such fragile creatures. Many of my family would die. You'll all die, eventually. Sometimes, dear, you must lose a battle to win the war. Cardiff. Cardiff? Seriously? Yes, Cardiff Castle. You're having a go at me, aren't you? The Nevilles were a relation to the Groveners. Come off it! 
No, they were. You're telling me you're related to Richard III? Distant cousin, but yes. Now, I'll go to Cardiff Castle. And if we're victorious, I shall return and keep our end of the bargain. And if you don't return? You can take solace in the fact we were defeated by your cousins and that your family history is safe. I'll pray for that. <laughs> nah, you won't. You want this power now. You see it's the only way you can win. Wave after wave came in. The bodies piled up. Local police came and we had to dispatch them. It was chaos. Blood and carnage everywhere. It finally breached their stronghold inside the castle and penetrated into their private headquarters. Some of them were used as bomb shelters during the Second World War. As I reached their main library, I saw little Tommy. He had a vampire gun in his hand, trembling. One of my minions moved in for the kill. Not him. Hello, little one. Might your name be Tommy? Yes. Aye. Good. I'm not gonna hurt you. Promise. But you're a demon. Right you are, my boy. But I promised you, Mum. No harm will come to you. Mummy? You know Mummy? I do. Oh, she's right worried about you. Come with old Jack here, and I'll get you out of this terrible place. Okay. I left, taking the boy in behind me, the library was engulfed in flames. It's time. Are you ready? I am. As I prepared to transform, there was a flash of light that hit my eye. It came from a blade she did. It was titanium, one of the few elements that can pierce vampire skin. She plunged her dagger into my heart, dropping me to my knees and then slit my throat. Blood poured out of the gate of Choking me. Die, you bastard! Die! I was powerless. The wounds had weakened me. She grabbed my hair and took the knife, whacking at my throat, trying to take my head off. Oh, she almost had me, but suddenly my senses came back to me. And with a mighty thrust, I pushed her violently against the wall. I changed, morphing into my blood rage. What have you done, you little fool? What have you done? What I had to, Jack. Report 4 of the Ambrose Investigation by Agent Larissa Cantella, Washington Office, Serial Killer Task Force. This report is intended for a special agent in charge, Dion Nasso. If being heard by someone other than SAC Nasso, please stop immediately and provide to the SAC. Thank you. Going forward, I have and will continue to record all of my encounters with the vampires Mr. Grosvenor and I come across. 
I think if you actually hear it, it will come more clear to you what Grosvenor and I are dealing with. What's any of this have to do with me? Well, your lineage. Your family line intersects with the Grosvenor line. Many, many generations ago. One of the Contellos of Spain married a Grosvenor. That was the first bloodline. Then, your mother, Adria Martinez, she also a descendant of the Grosvenor line, as her great-grandmother was a Grosvenor. So, blood on your father's side and your mother's. It makes you Grosvenor. I don't know where you're getting this, but Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was not part of my family tree. <laughs> Quite right. He's not. We needed to reveal the rest of the truth to you before you ended up like Agent Ambrose. Why the fuck didn't you tell me before Ambrose was killed? Would you have believed me? Would you even have considered the possibility that vampires actually existed? The further you are removed from the royal bloodline, the easier you are to be killed. That's typically the ones we go after. You've never killed an ancestor? No. No one has? Well, my mother. Man, I'd love to meet her. She must be fierce. She was. But they got her. Alistair got her. That is why you have such a hard-on for Conacher. Yes. And if we can kill Grayson, we'll take his heart. Unless... Conacher is still alive. And for the first time is back in his old stomping ground. <clears throat> Great, he had a homecoming. Wonderful. Can you undo this? It hurts like a bitch. Yes. You've done well, Alex. I will release you. Wait. Hold on, wait. You said you'd set me free. No, I said I'd let you live. There's a big difference. You'll be alive, in a manner of speaking, in our labs. No, man, no! We waited near a known gang hideout. It was where Ariana was stalking her next victim. We spotted her rather quickly. I was actually a little surprised. We watched as she stalked her victim. Okay. There she is. Let me take the shot. No. No. We can't miss. I can do it. Let me take it. Larissa, this is too important. I'm an expert marksman and this is personal. I won't miss. Okay, take it. Feel the weight. Adjust for the wind speed. This isn't a lightweight gun and it's not bullets you're shooting here. I know. Line her up. There. Before she moves. Excellent. Bull's eye. Damn it. I can't get free. And the gangbangers all ran. We're clear. Hi, bitch. Cantello? Bye, bitch. This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder.